Ain't they just fired the president already? This guy ain't interrupting mm-hmm. my show. Mama needs some stories. Welcome to Take Two Radio. We are pleased to bring you interviews with people in the entertainment and music industry, discussions and recaps of the four remaining daytime soaps, that's The Bold and the Beautiful, The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, and Days of Our Lives, as well as various other shows. For upcoming and previous shows, check Take2Radio.com, that's with the number two, and you can find us on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and other streaming apps. Follow us on social media at Take2Radio, and thanks for listening. Hey, good evening, everybody. I'm David from Take2Radio. I'm subbing in for Pam, who is under the weather and not feeling well. But tonight we have a special, um, our format's a little different because our guests, our returning guests, Sorry, guys. I'm sorry. Is Real Andrews from GH General Hospital, mm. and he's coming back for a return also, visit. Also, Dave and as the world turns, life coach, actor, athlete. I mean, motivator. No yeah, church. anything. Church in church, you yep. name it, he is. But he's not coming on until eight, guys. So. Yes. From seven till eight, we have we can do some commentary, and then Carolyn will be joining us um, uh, approximately at eight o'clock to join us for the interview. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys all know David. You guys all know me. We also have Candice. and tonight's her baby. Uh, yes, she broke the yourself. news. On Twitter, and she was among the first to know that Riel was coming back to General Hospital. And she also was among the first to snag him for his return to daytime interview. So kudos and congratulations, and thank you, Candace. Not thank a problem, Candace. not a problem. I'm, like, so, super excited about this. Like, I'm still, I'm still like, okay, whoo, sigh of relief, whoo, like, I'm just I'm just really happy about this. This is this is one of the things that we kind of missed in the soap format is surprise casting instead of knowing yeah. everything. You know, it's just mm-hmm. kind of nice to be watching the TV and then all of a sudden it's like, wait, what, 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 what? like, okay, wait a minute, hold up, go on social media, like, what's what, what's going on here? So it's a pleasant surprise that he's back. I mean, we'll get into it later, but 17 years. 17 years this last when we saw Taggart. And boy, have things, things may have changed, but when you see him, Steve, and Maurice, it's like time has stood still. Anger boy. <laughs> oh, love, yeah, I know. love, love. Of course, the Jordan twist. Um, It's always yeah. nice when you link a character like that to somebody else that they've never played with before. So you get the right. old yeah. dynamic, the new dynamic. And y'all all know I am a huge, huge fan of Curtis, a.k.a. Donnell. Um, and yeah. I would love to see some triangle sparks fly out between the three of them. I think, you know, even if they did a buddy-buddy sort of, you know, relationship at first between Curtis and Taggart, and then things started to turn, 
uh, that would be some amazing storytelling. And I have to say real quick, kudos to GH, because this is the first of, from what I'm told, is three surprise cast pop-ups that are happening in the next month and a half. There's this wasn't. Excuse me, two more coming. The last one? There's two more. There's two more oh, coming. Lord. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so, you know, with the powers that be, I don't want to ex- upset anyone in GH World because they've been extremely good to us as far as, you know, having oh, yeah. the actors that have come on. So I don't want to upset anyone in their world. But I will say this keep your eyes peeled because there's two more really good ones coming. Um, and uh, kudos to GH. You know, the writing team has subtly altered um, behind the scenes. But in front of the camera and on our television screens, it has been fire. Absolute no. it, fire. Yeah. I they didn't want me to they, divorce they them. They definitely turned the corner. Yeah they, yeah, they didn't want me to divorce them. So I guess they're, like, doing whatever they can do to make sure that we still have our marriage together, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yep. Candace threatened a class action. Yeah, uh, absolutely, is. and I'm disowning them. They were not getting any more lasagna from me. <laughs> my, I wanted my check. I wanted my settlement check. I wanted my everything check because, I mean, here's the thing. You know, um, in the last couple of weeks, you've seen such a change, and, of course, we'll talk about this later as well, a change with GH. Um, kudos to Dan O'Connor, the co-head writer, because, He's done his research. He's gone back into the history book to pick up certain things. And that's why we always say you can go back into the show's history and pull story from it instead of sometimes always having to, to like, go beyond. Rewrite it? Reimagine it? Yeah. I mean, there's some, there's some shows, and we'll talk about that later, that's doing that. But with GH, it's like they had to fix the big problem, and I think one of the things is, is that you didn't have family. You didn't have the family unit, and we're seeing the rebuild of the Quartermains, the Cassadons. We're now getting outside of those two to, you know, rebuilding the mob world. You know, that was huge in the 90s and early 2000s. Um, yeah. You know, there's certain things here and there, Um I I really I I'm gonna say I mean y'all know me how it was with GH, but it's nice to see that they're taking interest with this show again. It's it's nice to see that it's really nice. Well, it's nice to see also that you know they didn't you know they're not stunting us and they're not yeah. you know they're not pretending like we haven't watched for ten twenty thirty forty you know and plus years. And it's you know mm-hmm. it's nice to see that they've paid attention. Um, you know, of yeah. course, I will be mentioning the elephant that once was. I wish that there was a resurgence to the scale that they're having right now before Billy Miller left, because he'd be yeah. you know perfect with this quarter main resurgence. Yeah. But what's done is done. We can't you know we can't go back in time. Um, and kudos, 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 General Hospital. Um, well, and I they, cannot believe they, I'm saying this, but please yeah. bring back Rebecca Buttig. Please, please, please bring back Rebecca Buttig. 
finish that storyline outright. Um, we, with Nicholas back on the canvas, Finn and Anna, she has a daughter. That, I'm hoping that that was stunt. She needed time off, whatever, 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 and that storyline is just not going to be dangling in the wind. Mm, you know what? I, I will say this, is that even though that story uh, has mixed mixed reactions from viewers, I joked with somebody on social media. I said, oh, she is truly a Weber because she's just dropping her kid off and never to return. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I was. Yeah, that was such a dig at GH for Josh Weber not seeing his daughter at all. You know, um, that, and that's my actually that's on my wish list for GH is that since their strong message right now is family, is it too much to ask GH? Look, okay, look, <clears throat> ABC, look, let's talk real quick. <clears throat> is it too much to bring on? Of Robert Newman, um, Michael Park, somebody to play Jeff Weber and come and see Elizabeth. I'm just asking for a friend. Okay, actually, I'm asking for everybody. And can we cast her mom? Like, I, I mean, if you, I, I understand if it's not going to be a long term role, you know, and I'm, I'm fine with that. But, but can we get some? Can, can I, can I see them? Can can we can we um, can we get some you know like we was over in Africa with you know doctors you know on border or something like that to explain I mean it's not going to fully explain over twenty years and not being there but can can we get something I mean, they were, I'm, I'm, you know I'm feeling you and there's an actress who is currently not working that I think would make a perfect uh, Elizabeth mom and uh, I mean she appeared as Blair on the show for a couple of weeks here and there, but I would love to see Cassie Zapaga roll back into town as Elizabeth Weber's mother. The only thing is, it's going to be weird seeing her and Roger Howard. Knowing that that's, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know how we fans are. It's like, okay, you know, like I can see it right now, like on on Twitter, somebody says, mm, Elizabeth's mom could get it on with Franco. Because of Todd and Blair, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I, see. I am. Uh, uh, interesting turn on that would be, you know, with Cassie as Eve, when Dorian came on, the chemistry there right. was just so overwhelming that even though they were making nods at, you know, at Dorian slash Blair, these mm-hmm. two characters really fit well together. I could see Sparks flying in a completely different GH fans would have to be uh accepting of you know, of that chemistry, but I think right. it's done right the, and done well. Brain. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still where is Lisa Peluso at? Oh yes, my like, heavenly. Yeah. Oh I my, haven't thought about her in my, years. Oh, that's been my number one pick since I don't know when, and my second one was Robin Christopher, but we all know Robin was Scott. And by the way, GH, don't toy with my emotions. Don't toy with my emotions. I'm not going to say anything, but don't toy with my emotions. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling I'm feeling something else. So too. am I, girl. I have, like, so am I. I'm, I'm feeling so three I. people. Actually, I think, I think it's, it may be more than two. I think it may be four. 
Hmm. By the end of this year, well, I, have a feel, I have a feeling, hmm. please, DH, because it's, it's like like I'm seeing a parallel here. I'm seeing, I'm, I'm watching you, GH. I'm watching you, and I'm watching social media. On the Lisa saying, Blue just, Show conversation, yeah. though, I just have to say, I don't want to see her as Elizabeth's mother. I want to see her as, as a mob, a mob girl, and coming face-to-face with Sonny, face-to-face with Jason. I want to see her, you know, working yeah. her way through town as, you know, as a thief kind of character, as a Claudia kind of character. Well, okay. I can see that, but I also, okay, actually, I, take, I actually had three pets for, for Elizabeth's mom. I had I had Lisa, I had Robin, and I also had Jocelyn Seagrave. Do you guys remember Jocelyn? Oh yes, I do remember. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I I picked those three because of not only because of similarities, but because of their strength. So I would I would actually enjoy first and foremost seeing Lisa Perusa back on daytime will make my whole year. Like that will actually well, there's a couple of things. Y'all know me. But just to see the interactions. But like I said, I, if we can't cast this mom, we do need Jeff Weber. Like, I think he should have already been there to make a pit stop here and there to see, you know, his daughters, you know, meet his son-in-laws, you know, meet yeah. his grandchildren, you know, see yeah. Monica, Bobby, G, you know, Laura and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's sort of like on Young and the Rustless right now. Um, which I mean, where are we going to go at first? I guess we was in Port Charles for a little bit, so do we stay in Port Charles or where yep. do we want to go? Well, <laughs> let's stay in Port Charles because I want to give my pick. Um, and, and I know that this might be a little weird for some viewers, but if it's going to be a short story arc, or even if it isn't, but I know that she's not really looking for full time work. If it's going to be a short story arc, I would love to see Kim Zimmer come in as Elizabeth's mother. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be something? And, and I have to add on to that, Anthony. Do you guys remember my uh, my uh, idea I had for bringing Elizabeth's mother in? Refresh on memory, David. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, refresh it. Number one, Elizabeth's mother is also Chase's mother. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, I remember that. And how long has it been? That's what I'm thinking. That that um that's who uh Ben had his thing with. If we get back to that, if we be- get back to why the resentment started in the first place, and. Mm-hmm. I would say that um, Greg Chase married Chase's mom, but as we have seen on screen, he ha- Greg doesn't know why there's so much animosity between them, so she has to be the one who knows everything. Mm. And I, Interesting. And so I'm thinking that she was already pregnant when she married married. Greg. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And no one knows that. And I'm not even sure Finn knows that, really. Just that maybe Finn didn't like the choice 
So there's something there. If he's, it can be I just because he resents her I, for marrying. Re, I still think that I think it, was, it was an underground, you know, an, an undisclosed romance. You know, where she jumped from fa- from son to father. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and either angle is 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 kind of hot. But let's switch gears for but a second. But that was my idea. Um, so. No, that's, it that's ties. an awesome idea. And, no, absolutely, and it and it it covers it clears it perpetuates two dangling storylines. But let's jump gears for a second. I'm curious to know what you both of your thoughts are on Gladys. Hmm. Um, I don't I think she knows a lot more than she lets on and um, and, and yeah. I, for those of you um, I did read on social media that and someone who did the recap that that the guy who saves Carly from all that gunfire is Gladys's son, who's supposedly I saw died. that. I saw that spoiler yeah. alert as well. Um, yeah, because I, I think they've done – this is another reason why I give GH some kudos is because, you know, with Gladys, I was just like, okay, who's this day player? Like, okay. Like, okay, mm-hmm. just another filter. But now they're giving her kind of a plot. Like, we don't know how to connect her. We do know that she is a little shady. Like, I picked up on that. Yep. Like, she's a little shady. Um, there's some holes that needs to be filled with her story. So, I don't yep. know who she – and that actually ties in with Dev now, too. Because yep. at first I was thinking, okay, why is this character on this on the show? Yes, they have a team, but I'm starting to connect Gladys to death. And I need for that starting impeachment, I need to know what it is because I don't think it's going to end up very well. Okay. And you started to you started to hit the nail on the head with what where I'm feeling um with the Gladys character. This mm-hmm. is back to good storytelling. You brought her yeah. in originally Maybe it was only for, and this has happened so many times that we could write six books over the course of soap history, but you brought her yep. in to play a quick little storyline arc and realize the talent that you were working with, realize the chemistry that was there, you know, and then subtly brought her back in and slowly playing out an arc that I think is going to be a major storyline for the summer. I think we're yep. going to be building up to, to something big and bad involving both mob, you know, both mob families. Because whoever is after Sonny, my, my, my money is on Gladys is involved. Um, yep. and, and if that is the case and they brought her in the way they brought her in, kudos, kudos, kudos. I also feel like the little droppings of um, certain Spencer names. Um, has, has, has also wet the appetite. I'm just gonna leave it there, just in case. But um, mm-hmm. kudos to kudos to the storytelling. I just right now, I think GH has has completely done a 180, and they are edge of your seat, 
must must watch right now. Even the well, Pro Bowl are like good. They hit number one. Yeah. Was it last month, Candace? Yeah. Well, they hit right. the, the 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 yeah they hit the top the the demo, which the the first time they haven't done that in like forever. Like you guys don't understand the women's the demographic for the women's the you know you guys know that the age range, and um, I mean yeah. also here's another thing, their promos has gotten way better. Like, it's not one story. Oh, my God. I'm like, you know, it's like, it literally, GH, is like you're watching classic 90s in a way. Yeah. Because, like, in the 90s, and, and, you know, I know people get sometimes tired of hearing people saying, what was so great about the 90s on GH? Uh, everything was great about GH in the 90s. You had... Mm-hmm. Multiple storylines. It wasn't just one storyline. <clears throat> I'm not going to say no names. But um, you had families. You had the so. Quartermains. You had the Castadons. You had the Spencers. You had Brenda. You had all these characters. And you had a social storyline going on at the same time as well as mob life. You had romance. You had the beginning of a, of teenagers getting the angst. You know, like, literally, mm-hmm. you, I mean, you had the pro the promos, and I always say this, and Anthony and David can agree with this. The promos are the are the window to a great week of storytelling, if done right. Absolutely. Like you know, and GH has been let. I'm I'm not gonna even you know front like GH. Out of all the soap currently on 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 TV right now, GH was always the one that had the what I like to call the award winning promo. Like, they would be like, oh, my God, like, <gasps> tune in General Hospital weekdays on ABC. What? Like, wait a minute, what just happened here? Yeah. And in it's the just, last couple it's, of years, it's, it's just been. Almost. Absolutely. Right. It's, it was like, when I saw the promo for this week, you know, with, with, like, you can't miss the moment. I'm like, what can I miss? And then I'm like, oh, my God, Lord, that was Lord that got shot. Like, oh, my God, Lord got shot. What what the heck? Like, what's going on? Like, people are shooting. Like, people are coming back. Like, what? I'm like. Okay, y'all just went over a minute and 32 seconds. Y'all just got a promo. Y'all bad. Y'all are bad. Like, oh, okay, I'm watching. And then I was like, dag, impeachment hearing. Like, dag. All right, well, well we... good, perfect, perfect segue, actually, because we have to be mindful of time. So let's jump, right. let's jump on top of that elephant in the circus and ride that. Um, from what I heard today, Candace, you have a, a, much, uh, a much closer inline than I do. But from what I heard mm-hmm. today, GH is suspending shows through the trial. Yeah, is that so what you're hearing? Basically, so basically, here, so I, I want to address this. Um, I know that all of us are like up in arms because of what's going on, and we want to see our soaps. This is like the week of all the shows to do really good. Um, but be mindful, this is real, real life going on. This is you know happening to our world. This is affecting it. So basically what it is is that the uh, network of uh, executives, okay, um, are going basically by hour by hour on how to monitor uh, the hearings as well as the soaps. This isn't like a day-to-day situation. This is hour by hour. So that's why you always see, like, everybody saying we're staying updated to da-da-da-da. Shout out to Nathan Varney real quick because he's in charge of ABC Entertainment. He's not in charge of ABC News. And he's monitoring. Look, he wants y'all to see General Hospital more than we do, okay? And basically, he doesn't have yeah. control over the situation. So 
you know, where, you know, some areas, uh, general hospital comes on at 2 o'clock, and as we know, the trial sometimes starts, at, the hearing starts at 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, and he's, like, yep. literally monitoring. Like, when it hits, like, 157, by 215, he's trying to make sure that if, if, if it's wrapped up, that you can see general hospital. If not, then, yeah, it is postponed um, until the next day. So basically, it's hour by hour on what's going on. And I know what you guys are saying. Um, why doesn't it go online? Or as I mentioned, I was trying to look out. I was looking out for you guys. Why can't they take a block of, you know, time Saturday. on the weekends yep. and do it? So basically, Nathan Varney, like, responded to that and says pretty much that up until, like, 8 o'clock on, um, like, eight between 8 and 11 o'clock is ABC Network, okay? So that's their time. That's, you know, if you're a little ABC affiliate, that's when ABC's network takes over. It's 8 to 11. Before that, though, unless it's like ABC World of Sports, yeah, it's affiliate. So that's why you see the Jeopardy, so the paid programming and whatnot. But it's more local affiliates than ABC with that. So I really want to, you know, I know we jump on him a lot sometimes, but this is something he can't you know, control. So please be mindful of that. He he's trying to trying to figure out how you guys can see GH, but he also has to work with a network up higher ups and also with the local affiliates. So I know it sucks. I know GH fans. I know. I trust me. I had an issue with CBS, but no. thank you CBS for for listening to all of us. By the way, okay. But GHU, I mean, ABC, oh, so uh, that's where we're at right now. So hopefully you guys will get to see GH tomorrow, play it by ear. I guess that's how we are going to say it, play it by ear. Yep. Um, I mean, I, it, heard, and, I heard a rumor that on days that the trial, um, on days that the trial is taking that break, that will get two episodes of General Hospital. If that is true, I will be in seventh heaven because we are obviously going to miss a lot of action and the stopping and starting between, okay, it's on Tuesday, we see it again on, or on Friday. We're not seeing only mm-hmm. one episode next week. Um, if, if they can manage to do that and give us two, two hours here and two hours there, that would be, that would be phenomenal. Right. And, and, what and that's why I even... I even said, I even look, I even joked with, with Vonnie about this. If y'all want to go to his Facebook page, he actually said this. I said, oh, what about, you know, after Jimmy Kimball? But keep in mind, too, ABC Network takes back over at 1130 to 135 because that's when well, Nightline, Nightline still comes on, right? Yeah, Nightline. I don't watch that. I mean, I, shout out to Nightline. Keep in mind, too, yeah. their contractual responsibility also is, that they cannot they cannot um, provide new daytime content um, in outside market. It's it's, it's right. within the contracts of the producing of the show, not the actors, the writers, so on and so forth, but the actual bringing the show to the affiliates and so on. It, the contract is so you know ironclad and set this way that they can't just put it on at one they can do it once in a while for emergency snowstorms and you know go up a bit there was a plane accident but on a consistent basis they're contractually they're not allowed to do it it's not it's not it's not okay i actually also did some research because i called my abc affiliate station i know they was like really calling (laughs) about this 
And because I'm that type of person. I want because I you know, there's times where, you know, they will say, you know, turn in at one two thirty five in the morning to catch, you know, da 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 and da da da. So basically what I was told too, besides the contract, is that like if it's emergency news or which technically it is, the impeachment hearings is kind of, you know, breaking news, you know, stuff like that. It depends on the length of time given. So if we let's just use general hospital, we missed three days. There's no way, you know, that you're gonna have from two thirty five to well, you could, but you know, also that's when the local affiliate starts their morning news shows or, you know, ABC has um ABC Good Morning World News Now or something like this still come on. I don't even know. I'm not well, I'm up at that time but I don't watch it. But you know, it's kinda like it's kinda hard to get when the local affiliate starts and the network starts back up. So, I mean, if if Nathan Varney, hey, look, Nathan, you listen to the show, 8 to 11, that's three episodes. Yep. We don't need All to, right. What comes on Saturdays on ABC? I don't even know anymore. Well, yeah. we have to give respect, though, also that's the affiliate's money-making time, too. Right. You know, nobody wants Jeopardy. to see, you know, the, the Floby or, uh, you know, the Braun and Wanda, <laughs> but... You know, without those, without some of that programming, we ain't gonna have GH at all. Because if, if the TV stations go under, then we ain't gonna have GH at all. So, you know, we do need yeah. to be mindful of that. However, I know I can listener, just bring back SoapNet, right? Listeners, okay. If you if you are feeling the way that we are feeling, go to Candace's Twitter, grab on to those Twitter handles, and tweet it out. Tweet it out. Tweet it out. Hit up my Twitter mm-hmm. and hit up my soap page on Facebook and, and pop it out. The more we speak, as you have seen with certain things that have happened on this show and then pops up in real life on our shows, they're, they're mm-hmm. listening, they're watching, they're paying attention. Let's jump over to Salem real quick because we do have to be mindful and we had that amazing conversation with Riel coming up. David, take it yeah. away. Dave? Well, shall we start with um, the last blast reunion? Go ahead. Um, yeah. For those who've seen it, spoiler well, alert. If you haven't seen it, spoiler alert. Let's just say I was amazed. It. I loved every second of it. I binged it all on Saturday. And uh I was uh I I, I was impressed with all that what they could do with so little time and and how they took that in, and I was I was greatly surprised by something that uh, everyone thought had happened, but forgot that there was an extra episode after that one. But I'm not giving anything away because some people may not have <laughs> do not understand what will understand well, I'll, what I'm I'll saying. I'll help you out with this. I'll help you out yeah, with this. So basically, so basically, if you watched it on the Dave's app, kudos to you guys because y'all y'all keeping it real. The last blast that was was such a tribute to some of us who really grew, who claimed that they grew up with Bell and Sean. I thought I grew, yeah, you know, I did grow up with them. Um, I love the fact that they merged both actors of each pairing. We saw flashbacks to Curtis Storm and Jason Cook. Of course, we know that they're now, you know, yeah. Kristen is, on, you know, is on General Hospital, so we had Martha 
So I like how they were flashing back to the old days and seeing that secret. I'm sorry. I got emotional when I saw them. I was like, mommy, daddy. <laughs> you know, like seeing them, because that was a pleasant surprise as well, um, seeing Kevin and, and Patrika. Um, I, I, I mm-hmm. love the way that they did it. Um, and yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, we can, I can say this because y'all saw it on, on social media when they said Chloe died. I was like, no, 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 we're not doing this. No, 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 Ron, we're not doing it. But when you watch the rest of it, you'll get understanding where this is coming from. And this is, a, again, I'm going to say this is a tribute to um, One Life a little bit because of the book club, the murder club. Y'all mm-hmm, remember that yeah. storyline, The Killer? So um, so there you go. I'll give you, if you, if you remember that storyline, then you should apply it to Last Blast Dance. But kudos to them because I love, that's one of the things about last year that I liked about Days is uh, this, the online content, their little uh, things. Yeah. You got Chabby in Paris and Last Blast Dance. Next is Sammy and EJ. I'm well, saying. I don't know what the next storyline is going to be. But they're producing another twelve digital. They're right. producing another twelve um, digital oh. series. Uh-huh. So I would love for it to be the lead up to EJ. I would love to see some Susan Banks up in there. Um, you know, but I want. What about Penelope? What about them? Oh, like break. Oh. Yeah. Right. Oh, good, good one, girl. Right. Good one. Yeah, but bring it, bring it back, bring it back. Well, around it back to Salem in the daytime, um, we are mm-hmm. we were treated to some wonderful flashbacks, mm-hmm. and that yeah. that just oh my god, um, mm-hmm. you know it, it it was definitely a toss up for me for the last couple of days as to as to between General Hospital and Days of Our Lives as to who who really did that you know who really topped the storytelling chart. Um, I am eagerly, eagerly, eagerly anticipating where we are left off at the moment. Um, wow, 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 wow. And Mm -hmm. I I just have to do a nod yet again to the creative writing. The Lonnie-Kirsten pairing is something I never in any universe would have seen imagined to be as entertaining and as, as the chemistry there is phenomenal. Um, so kudos to, kudos to whoever came up with this storyline, Ron, and most definitely was you, but you know, I, I'm going to give the whole team some credit. Um, I, I'm just, I'm blown away. The, you know, the Kayla Justin pairing came as a shock. I didn't know if I was going to get on board, um, but I'm loving it. I definitely, Remember when I read the spoiler about Stefano slash Stevo? Um, I said, "Oh no, no, no! Haven't we had enough with memory transfers? Are we kidding me?" However, I, I, I'm 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 cutting into my crow right now. Mm. Oh, yep. that's yep. kind of tasty. Mmm, mm. it's kind of tasty. Wash it down. I'm loving, loving, loving that whole storyline. So. That's me. That's Days. Anybody else before we jump to something else? Um, um, I just wanted to um, say that Candace and I were talking um, offline uh, a day or so ago, and uh-huh. 
looking at the ratings, and mm-hmm. I ask you, what is it that bothers you? Mm-hmm. And I see, I do see your point. Candace, you want to step up and say what bothers you about this? Hi. Hi, I'm Candace. I want to get a lot of messages later. Okay, so basically <laughs> my thing my thing is, is first and foremost, I, I kudos to Dave for doing this, you know, um, this, this storyline of the time jump. However, sadly, the ratings haven't been showing that many fans are enjoying it. And I'm I'm probably in the 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 half and half because there's some storylines that I'm really interested in that I'm like yes okay I understand why you had to do a time jump and then there's some storylines that I'm just like are you serious we really didn't have to have a whole year to do this and my biggest issue is and I know I'm gonna get heat for this is the whole Sierra thing. I understand that you're fighting for your man's freedom. I get it. But you're sacrificing something. And I know that Ben and Sierra are a popular character, a popular couple, and I, I do like them. Don't get it twisted. I do. But I'm also one of those fans that I'm just like, okay, why is one half giving more than the other half? How come it can't be equal, you know, equal people giving yeah. up something, you know, the sacrifices and whatnot. And I've compared yeah. them to um, – to Emily and Xander on General Hospital in the sense that, you know, Emily kind of made a sacrifice of her friends, her family to be with this person, you know, and at the same time, he also made a sacrifice to, like, kind of keeping his distance away from her. I feel as though with, you know, Sierra, yeah, she took a job at Titan and instead, and I always wanted her to, like, be, like, a little conniving and try to, like, learn to get an upper hand so when it's her time, she can just She's she can prove that she's really Victor's granddaughter. You know what I mean? Um, and at the same time, I'm, I'm still waiting for a prison break. Um, I, I feel that strongly about it. I feel as though, yes, that's going to be an execution coming up. But I want to see a prison break. I want to see Ben make that sacrifice like somebody puts it in his head that he didn't do anything. And instead of, you know, going along with poor Ram, it's like, shoot, you know what? I don't got nothing else to lose. I'm out. I'm going to find out if Jordan's still alive you know, somewhere like that. That could be a really good storyline. I made that up. Um, there are certain things on this show that I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, wow. And I agree with you, Anthony. Whoever said those two, you know, like I said, there's been four people that I've been enjoying. Those two, Sister Act on the run, that's what I call them, and Will and Ben, because you never thought, I mean, the chemistry, the friendship, I still really want to know how their reactions was to sharing, sharing a prison cell, but that's, I guess we're not going to get that. But I, I am enjoying that. You said about Stephen Nichols. Let me tell you something right now. <clears throat> Next year, for the daytime Emmys, I would like to submit. I don't. I will do their reels. Stephen Nichols, Mary Beth Evans, and Wally Kurtz. And if you don't yes, understand oh yeah. why I'm saying this, is because you know these are icons in this genre. Again, yeah, the whole Kayla Justin thing. Um, you know, it was a surprise. But then again, it, it kind of makes sense, especially if you saw this. Oh my God, this week! If you see the episode so far, you understand. And with yes. Stephen Nichols, oh, yes. look, see, Dave's fans. Let me let me break it down to you. For us who watch General Hospital, this isn't new, but this is new in the sense of, okay, Stephen Nichols is about to show y'all why he can act. Like he's not just just one side of a character. He is an actor. Okay. 
And he's, I, I'm loving it. I love the fact they're still paying homage to Joseph, you know, a.k.a. I love, I love this storyline. I love, the, I'm just, it's just, it's so I, much I, I, going on. I have on. to jump in here and say, yeah. you know, young and the restless, I, 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 I'm still with you and I'm hanging on, but this is how you use your veterans on your yeah. own Jump to your uh, NBC app or DVR it, whatever you got to do, Steve and can't pay attention. This Steve is how you are, use your veterans. Yeah. And not only that, but you don't have to force storyline. Like right now, the whole baby storyline of how everything happened is playing out. And oh my, first of all, um, Judy Evans. Um, Mm, Judy, 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 Judy. I mean, I know, you know, I know she's gonna be back as funny, but but those things broke me. Like it literally yeah. broke me. And I know people was like saying, okay, now all of a sudden Days is gonna make us care about Justin and Adriana. And like I said earlier, Justin and Adriana was a part of the Days Super Couple package. You know, besides yeah. you, Bo and Hope, John and Marlena, and stuff like that. See, you know, Justin and Andrea was and Adrian was a couple. And the way that it all happened, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, and I yeah. just want to say, Will is an a-hole. You do not touch the drive. People, you don't touch mm-hmm. the drive. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, now it's making me rethink about Will being innocent and, and everything. I'm like, no, mm-mm, no, he was touching the driving. That's a no-no in my book. And it's just, I mean, you're seeing, like, Haley, I mean, oh, like, I mean, cool. I mean, but right now, Days does need to kind of speed it up just a little bit. But right now, because of the flashback, kudos to them. But they need to, after after certain stories have been, you know, flushed out, we need to get to the next chapter. And I think that's that's the problem right now. A lot of people are just like, okay. Where is this going? Where yeah. is this going at? You want to know where so, it's going? Well, for those, for those of you out there who have... Um, occasionally tunes in or have tuned out for a little while to let gaze dust settle, so to speak. It, it's time to tune back in. Um, go online and wet your whistle with uh, with with the, um, the fabulous uh, digital content because that is definitely some story to watch. Um, and come back, come back to Salem because it's starting to ramp up. Not starting. It's been good, but it's. It's now we're getting the answers to the questions that we've been sitting on for two, three months. Uh-huh. Um, unfortunately, we have to be mindful of time, so let's right. jump over to Genoa City. And Candace, we all know that's your baby, so go, go ahead, girl, go. Oh, okay. Go. Well, I think the big story has been uh, Sharon finding out she had breast cancer. Um, let me just say this right now. I know that a lot of people have said, oh, we don't need another health story on Young and Russell's, and I get it, I understand, because the last you know, a few storylines of health, they haven't really done, you know, their justice. Let me just say right now, yes, they paired up with American Cancer Society, so you know they're going to be educating or whatnot. But can I just say how real this is now? Like, it's, you know, I posted on, on Twitter a, a thread of breast cancer storylines over the years, you know, on soaps and whatnot. With this, with Sharon, it's, first and foremost, I know somebody, somebody said, oh, my God, they picked Sharon again. Why Sharon? Look, Here's the thing. Sharon Case has been on the show for close to almost 30 years now. We're going on, what, 25, 26 years? We've been with mm-hmm. this character, okay, from high school till now. 
we connect to her in a way that we don't connect with a lot of characters. We've seen her up, we've seen her down. She's human. So with this Monica storyline, Monica Quartermain, right? Right. We with this storyline, we're seeing such a humanic. I mean, it's not over dramatic right now. This is like day to day. Um. So you know, Sharon, you know, had you know found out she's in stage two breast cancer, and she you know told everybody. And what I like about this is that there's no again over dramatic. You know, when Ray found out, he was like, "Well, what can I do?" You know, when Nick found out, it wasn't a competition of, you know, stuff, because you know how some shows will try to do that. But the fact that Nick and Ray, two important figures in Sharon's life, are like, you know, whatever beef or whatever they had, on, you know, they're putting that aside and they're being, you know, with, with Sharon. The scene that broke, that got me, and I was like, I don't think No Soap has ever done this is when Sharon had talked to Faith and Mariah and said, you know, God forbid that something happens to you, I'm going to show you how to check yourself for a lump. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, the dialogue in in particular, it was like, I don't want you to be scared. I don't want you to be alone, you know. And I'm thinking, you know, how many mothers out there, grandmothers, had to have that conversation? with their children, you know, especially daughters, okay? Um, and I, I love the fact that, that, you know, that, you know, Sharon was like, I'm, I may be a little bruised and whatnot, but I'm going to show you how to check yourself. And keep in mind, Faith is, is 12 years old. And believe it or not, folks, because, you know, did, you know, did research on it, breast cancer is actually striking younger and younger each and every year, yeah. okay? Yeah. Um, these 12-year-olds don't have flats anymore. They got a body, okay? So, mm-hmm. you know, especially if you have the genetics of cancer in your family. Um, and we want to also say real quick uh, to our listeners, please get checked out. Breast Cancer Awareness Month may be in October, but every day is awareness, okay? So check your tatas. Um, and Absolutely. Them too. Um, mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that, like, you know, Mariah was like, okay, do we get T-shirts? You know, because you see people, you know, with the T-shirts, like, supporting, you know, Faith was yeah, like. Yeah, we do it. I saw, you know, like, Faith was like, my friend's mom died. Like, you know, so she's already in her mind. Faith is, like, already, like, okay, my friend's mom just died. Like, are you going to die? Like, that's the hardest thing for a child to ask a parent is, are you going to die? You know, and and whatnot. And then I love when Nick and them was talking and Sharon says, I don't want everybody to know at once. I want to do it in my own time because I will be because I don't want it to be an overwhelming mm-hmm. situation. And I love that because that's, again, real. Like, when you get sick, you do not need the whole world to know. Like, you do it at your own pace, at your own time, because you have to come to the re- reality of what you have. So you have them, you know, all yeah. trying to work together to, you know, comfort Sharon in her time of need. So, again, kudos to Young Russell because that's the story that I'm watching carefully. Um, and, and yeah, we, you know, Sharon Case, last time she won was 1999, 2021. Daytime nominee. Yeah. There you go. I'm putting it out there. Yeah. I'm going to make it happen. I'm, I'm, but um, I'm going to jump yeah. right there, and I'm going to say, you know, first and foremost, um, you know, they started out the Alzheimer's storyline really, really well. I'm not going to say that it right. went to crap, but it, it left a lot to be desired. 
they are doing an incredible job with this. I know the the scene with 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 Sharon, Mariah, and and Faith. I thought to myself, there are mothers and grandmothers and aunts. There are women out there that are taking care of children that don't know how to have this conversation. That in the back of their mind, they yeah. may have thought about it three, four times, but they push it away because they don't know how to have this conversation. The oh my God, Young and the Restless, I have been down on you for for almost a year now. So for me to to stand here and say, oh my God, light shine, the light that's shining, I am I am so deeply impressed. With the day-to-day, like, I, I can't really say anything more because Candace said it all. It's coming. It, this is the story that I have been waiting to see. It, it didn't have to be breast cancer, but this is the story mm-hmm. that I have been waiting to see where the Young and the Restless is coming back to human. It's coming back to family. It's coming back to storytelling in the way that I have been used to seeing soap tell stories since I'm three years mm-hmm. old. David, mm-hmm. take it away. Oh, I'm sorry, wait, David, before you take it away, I do have to say, though, with the Young and the Restless, I feel like I'm watching two separate shows. There's the Young and the Restless Sharon, and then there's the Young and the Restless everybody else. I do hope you catch <laughs> up some of these other dangling, um, I'm just going to say dangling storylines and not be um, any more critical than that. David, take it away. Um, I have to tell you that specific episode where, where Sharon is telling her girls, she says, you mind if I have a moment with my girls? <laughs> and and for a brief second, I thought she met her girls. <laughs> you follow me, oh, Candace? God, David. We all follow you, baby. Yeah. You know, shoulder bowls are <laughs> I, I have, I have, uh, I have cried on that episode. Oh, my God. I I don't think I've cried on YNR in a long time. I think the last time was um, when uh, Adam was in prison and that part. I think that's the last time I actually cried on Young and the Restless. And that's saying a lot because that's a lot of years. Mm-hmm. All right, well, my lovelies, we have 10 minutes left, and I think that we can we can park the rest of what's going on in Genoa City for two weeks from now. Uh, we all agreed and jump on over to um, yeah. the Thomas Show, I mean, Bold and Beautiful. I mean, Thomas Show, I mean, Bold and Beautiful. Well, slap, you want to want to, slap, you want to want to, slap, 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 slap. Say hi to Carolyn oh, first. Carolyn Queen! <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello, hello. Well, since you I'm popped here, in, let's give you a minute and a half to talk about what you're loving and, and loving and loving and loving about Dave. Because we know you are Salem Queen. Um, Brady and Kristen, the uh, scenes were absolutely, mm, they were so. Phenomenal. So, yeah, they, uh, that was a uh, um, tearjerker. Did anyone see them? Oh yeah, we were just yeah. talking about that yeah. before. We were also talking yeah. about the uh, the Justin uh, the the Justin the um the flashbacks, and um, we are lo- loving 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 the the trajectory of what this is 
the history that they're bringing in, and and they're evoking awesome feelings. Carolyn, what else are you loving, days wise? Go ahead, girl. Uh, the um, the writers have really pulled it off. Uh, you know, on social media, everyone is saying they're confused, and but it's all it's all finally coming together. I'm I I'm really enjoying it. All right, my lovely. So let's jump over to uh, the Thomas. I mean, bold and beautiful. Candace, take it away, girl. Slap you wanna wanna slap what you wanna wanna. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry, I just jumped ahead. <laughs> okay, so basically, Thomas, aka the puppet master of emotions, got to Stuffy, and to the point that you know Liam was gonna propose to Hope, as we all know, but there were some conditions for her to cut ties with Thomas. That's fine. But then Liam said, oh, by the way, you also got to cut ties with Douglas. Hold up. Wait a minute. Hope was like, no, mm-hmm. you know, da, da 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 Liam made some valiant points saying you can't see past what Thomas is doing. But Hope was like, no, it's not nothing like that. I can't marry you. So Liam went and left. And instead of going to his brother's house, to a hotel, to his dad's house, he goes over to Steffi's house and spends time with his child. Because Thomas had made a com- comment saying, when's the last time you saw your daughter? Okay, so then Liam was talking to Stuffy and, you know, pretty much saying about hope, 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 hope. Stuffy's like, can you please talk about something else? Fast forward, you know, Thomas calls Stuffy and said, hey, we're on, you know, hope's on our way, da 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 So Stuffy decides to kiss Liam. Now, if you look at the clip, Stuffy kissed Liam first. And, yes, Liam did kind of react to it before kissing back. And who happens to see it? Hope. No, not Hope. Yeah, and Thomas was out chilling, chilling. He was, like, stalking. And the thing is, is that, look, I know, I know you guys. Hope, Steffi, Liam, how many times? However, afterwards, Hope, you know, made some real valiant points saying if it wasn't for Douglas, they wouldn't have had their baby back, which is true. They owe Douglas. Like, Douglas is the hero. And she doesn't want Douglas to get sucked back into the, you know, like she knows Thomas is up to no good. And it's just, I don't know. Like, I want to ask you guys, okay, that week, did you feel different towards each character as the days went on? Like, did you start saying, yeah, okay, I understand where Liam's coming from, and then by Wednesday you're like, I, I can't with Liam. Did you think, like, on Tuesday, Safi, you you smart, yeah, okay, by Friday you like, girl, you have no hope, you have nothing. Like, did you guys go back and forth with that? Like, with, with like, okay. To a certain extent, yes. Okay, so I, I want to say that I, you know, you guys know I like Liam, but I can't love Liam. It, you know, there's that wishy-washy history. Um, you know, the granola eating. He, he can't make up his mind. He wants to please everybody. So I've never been able to really love Liam. When he started his little speech, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, no, no, no. Got, you know, and so I, I didn't really change my mind. It was like, no, no, no. You, you get the backbone? You get the back? Uh, ah, damn it. Um, as far as Steffi is concerned, I don't know this girl. This is not Steffi that I know. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like she might have gotten some of Taylor's water 
because this is the last couple of months of Steffi. This is not the this is not the Steffi I've known for thirteen years. Um, as far as hope is concerned, I mean, this is classic storytelling. She's manipulated to the nth degree, and you know, the core of the matter is this little boy who doesn't have a murdered mother. Yes, I said murdered because I still believe that that's going to come out sooner or later. But, um, you know, this little boy doesn't have a mother. This woman lost her child for almost a year. This is the boy that she bonded with in her grief and gave her back her child. He's here. Anthony? Yes, he's here. Anthony? Okay, guys. We are going. Uh, we to have a special guest in the room. <laughs> we have a special guest in the room. He's coming. He has brought himself back to GH with us, Mr. <laughs> Real Andrews. Hey, what's going on? Welcome. <laughs> Welcome back to church. Welcome back to church. Go ahead. Welcome back what? to church. <laughs> Amen. Amen. That's right. Well, back well, to church time. Well, exactly. Well, welcome back to Take Two, and welcome back to GH. Seventeen Thank years, you. man. Seventeen years. Yeah, I know. Years. It's been a bit of time, huh? Yeah. So how? So my first question is, how did this come about? This opportunity, and what is it like to work with the with the cast again? Like. You told I'm gonna tell you right now, you, you may you may your your return may be the best surprise of twenty twenty on soaps. There, I said it. Oh, Absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, you know, it came about it was you know, it's it's when I look at it from the outside, you know, because that's what I do. I just, you know, I always, you know, pause, ponder, pray, evaluate, you know, and when I look at it now from the outside, I can see a clear um, plan of passage, if you will. Not that I planned it, but, I, you know, I mm-hmm. had to go through different stages in my life because the reality when I look, you know, and I'm talking about, you know, drug addiction, alcoholic, getting sober, um, admitting that, you know, I was bipolar, manic depressant. Um, personal growth, you know, all of that. Because if we, you know, we talk about timing and the reality is um, even four or five months ago, six months ago, I wouldn't have been ready. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't at the point where I was ready. And so the last piece of the puzzle was, you know, you know, when you go through, um, when you're in the program, AA, we have 12 steps. And the third step is, um, is do you turn it all over to God, basically? Do you, you know, you know, does God mm-hmm. got it or you got it, basically? Mm-hmm. And, um, when I went to that step, you know, as I'm sitting in that room every day and I'm watching those steps on the wall, you know, I would I would look at that step number three, and I'd like, oh, dude, I'm gonna crush this one. That's easy. You know, I'm a believer. And then when I sat down with my sponsor, and um, he asked me the question, and I was like, yeah, of course I do. I've been a believer since I'm in my twenties. And he was like, yeah, but do you really trust everything into God's hands? And I said, yes, of course I do. And he asked me a third time, and so I kind of walked away from that, going, 
was I speaking Japanese or I mean, what didn't he understand about? Yes, I do. And, but he planted the seed and long story short, I realized that I really didn't trust God. Like I was trying to do it my way on my time. And, you know, for 17 years, it probably isn't a day because, you know, I made stupid decisions back then that if I had that over again, I would, but you know, you can't really say that because once again, it's all a process. So when I, when that final step for me was, um, you know, coming to that phase, and I literally said these words. I said, you know what, if whatever or whoever doesn't want me to be back on GH, they can stop me, but they can't stop you, God. If you want me to be back on that show, I'll be back on that show. If you don't want me to be on that show, I won't be on that show. And I literally never thought about it again. And it, you know me, I'm a big fan of threes. It was literally three weeks later that I that I said those words and released it into God's power. I was sitting in the kitchen and I never ever ever have the ringer on my phone on. And but for some reason I had it on and so it made a bunch of noise. A text came through and I walked over to see what the text was and it was Mark Teshner, the head of casting at GH and I literally dropped to my knees and I just started crying because I knew why why he was, he wasn't calling me to uh-huh. say, Hey, how are you doing? You know what I'm saying? And uh, so that's kind of, you know, the long, short story, but it was a process ending with the fact of truly, you know, and that's a great testimonial, right? 17 years to get a second chance. I mean, how many, how many people give up after 30, you know, I'm going to give it 30 days if I don't, you know, Uh, but it's on God's uh time, not my time. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's, that's basically how it happened. I mean, you you just said that you know like how many people do get a second chance you know after Not the first chance after the first chance it's like okay you know I did my part boom okay you know whatever happens you know and, and people take it with a grain of salt it's like okay whatever what whatever is the next cards I always say that God gives you you either play it to the full like you just play it as a pro or you're just like mm-hmm. winging it, hoping that you're going to get, you know, lucky. And the fact that you have gone through a lot, you know, and we'll get to that in a minute too, mm-hmm. and, and that you're here. You're here now, you know. And like you said, this is God's plan. We, you know, even though people say you can map out your own destiny, at the end of the day, there's only one person. There's only one person who can no. do that. You're just along with the ride. Yeah, you know? and I, I love I love how you said pro, you know, like you can wing it or pro, because when you said that, and I, I just really want to say this to people listening, because I really believe everybody's testimony is important, and I don't want people to miss the small pieces of this mm-hmm. journey, you know. And, you know, there were, trust, trust me, dude, I'm talking 17, almost 18 years. There were many days where I was the victim and having the pity party and blaming everybody else. And, you know, so that was part of the process, but also part of the process was, you know, because I speak it all the time, whether it was GH or whatever, you know, I treated my life like a pro, as you know, it's like I was training. I was always making sure that, you know, I was doing the best to eat right, doing smart decisions because like you say, how often do you get a second chance? So you better be ready or even a uh-huh. chance. 
you better be ready right. when it comes because if you're not ready, yeah. you know, God's going to take that and give it to somebody else. Yep. Riel, would you say that when yep. you stopped asking why me and why not me, you actually got the answers to those questions? Absolutely, 100%. And it, it's it's yep. such a I, – I just tell you, you know, obviously we're only talking to believers right now, but I can, you know, whatever your higher power is, you know, and I'm good with that as long as you have a higher power. But, you know, I'm never going to be a Peter. I'm never going to turn my back on my Lord and Savior because I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. So, you know, and if that offends people, I, you know, I, I, I always like to say this, and I'll say this. I honestly, truly, from the bottom of my heart, I do not ever want to offend anybody. But there's one person that I really don't ever want to offend, and that's my Lord and Savior. So, but with that said, um, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, it, it, it was like absolutely, and I'll tell you this. We talk about freedom, being free and everything. I tell you, when you truly say God's got it and not me, oh, my gosh, talk about free. I don't have to worry about tomorrow. I don't have to worry about I just got to show up and take it because God's got it. And when, when you, like, even when I was going through my cancer surgery, you know, those first three surgeries that I had on my hip, I wasn't at that place, dude. I was like, I was, yeah, I was praying. I was going to church. I was saying it, but I really, God, I really didn't, you know, it was rail got it. So I had panic attacks. I had stress. I had anxiety. Hey. I had to have all kind of medication. But this fourth go around, I was in that place where God's got it. And, oh, my gosh, dude, I didn't get stress. I didn't get anxiety. I didn't need to have extra medication to calm down before I went because it was like, I'm good, dude. It's like I don't have to worry about that stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. See? Look what he can do. Look at what he can do. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Mm-hmm. So. Go ahead, David. Go ahead, David. All right. I got my real. I was fortunate enough to meet you years ago at your first As the World Turns fan luncheon. Mm, yeah, I remember so, you. Yes, okay. Yeah. How different was the atmosphere as the world turns compared to GH mm, at that that's time? That's a great question. Yeah, that's a great question, David. Um you know, if if I'm going to keep it real, and that's what I do, I mean, dude, it's 360-degree difference. I mean, you know, um, GH is like a family to me. You know, I got relationships there. I got – you walk into GH, it's just a uh, – you know, what I'm feeling on my mind right now when you ask me that question, you know, as the world turns, nothing against as the world turns, you know, or that – the actors or anything, but it was more like a job, you know, you just show up, you do your stuff, you didn't really, you know, it was more like a factory to me, GH is a family to me, and it's like, and you know what's crazy, it's like, it's been 17 years, but it's like we all never met, we, we, we didn't miss a beat, dude, it's just like, we we just come right back, it's like right where we are, but we're at a different level, you know, with our where we are is, you know, we're all like fathers, we've got kids growing up, but in terms of our personal growth and in terms of our acting, 
it's like at a completely different level, but it's like it just fit. Like it was like it just fit like really nice, you know. Like it, like you know, it's like as an actor, it's my job to to um, bring a character alive, to you know, to connect with who I'm working with. And but there's that rare time. It doesn't happen too often, but where you just you you not you don't have to create chemistry if this makes any sense. It's real. You really have and like me and Maurice and Steve, dude, we just like you you can't you can't create that kind of chemistry. You can't fake that kind of chemistry. You can't create it. And then when you have that organically, oh my gosh, then your acting just goes to a whole nother level. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Does that answer your question, David? Oh, very thoroughly, so sir. Thank basically, you. Basically, it's night and day to me. Night and day. That's good. So recently, it was posted that you've been under the weather and recovering from illness. You brought up your cancer. So how are you feeling at the present time? And um, I know I just want to let ahead. you know. As fans, we care about our people in front of the camera. Oh my God, I, dude, I have no doubt, man. The outpouring I got was just, and I still get, is just mind-boggling. And you know, um, I, I feel I am grateful, dude. I am so grateful. Um, it was, uh, it was uh, stage one cancer. They got it all out. It was confined. You know, so I'm extremely grateful for that. You know, I'm extremely grateful for, um, you know, all the prayers and support I had. You know, at one point I had uh, three different um, possibilities of cancer in my body. And, you know, I know a lot of people were praying over me and stuff like that. And then when I went to get the PET scan, they could only find the one in the prostate. And so I know that was the power of prayer. And I know God left that other one in there for whatever his plan was. But, you know, I mean, I'm, as you've probably seen, I'm, you know, grinding I'm up the stairs. I'm working out and, you know, doing all that stuff, um, you know, having an amazing time working on GH. So all that's awesome. I got great health. Uh, but I'd be lying to you, dude. This, this recovery, oh, my gosh, dude. It, it's a BIT, you know what. And it's like, uh, you know, they tell you, when you have this surgery, uh, this specific one, that you're you're going to be out. You're going to be out for three months. Like, I mean, not going to work, you know, not driving, not any of that stuff, you know. And, um, and you know, as you know, when I get ready for a surgery, I train for that like it's a competition. So I showed up, you know, in the best shape of my life and strong and fueled my body with the best products and all that. But... I see why they tell the average person it's going to be three months because dude, if I didn't have the mindset that I have, if I didn't, you know, have the strength and the endurance that I had, oh, my gosh, dude, it's like, it's brutal, man. It's like I got to wear these big boy diapers. You're leaking everywhere. You know, your your manhood is hurting all the time. You, you got to roll over. You got no, I got like six stab wounds in my abdomen, you know, and every move starts and finishes with your abs. So 
that really affects you. So, you know, I'm, here's the thing. Here's, I thought of this the other day, champions. I thought of this the other day. I said, you know what? If, Because if, so many people, when I was getting ready for the surgery, I'd ask them, I'd ask them, you know, what's it like, dude? What's about, oh, dude, it's no big deal. It's nothing. I want to go bitch slap those people, dude, if I could find them. And I, I want to tell, I, I tell people, if anybody ever tells you that prostate surgery is easy, just slap them. Just slap them because I'm, I'm not going to be that guy. I think, I think people say that because it sucks so bad for them. They want, they, they want you to go through more pain. I don't know, dude, because I'm here to tell you it's not easy. And it's not, I have nightmares about that biopsy. Oh, my gosh. That was the worst. God, I can just imagine that. Well, that sounds like one experience that you'll probably want to forget, but you'll never forget. Yeah, and you know what? I'll say this, right? The people are listening. This is very, very important. Men, you know what? Yes. It's not pleasant. You don't like the idea of somebody sticking their finger up there, getting that, getting that, um, you know, um, inspection or whatever. But let me tell you something. Yeah. If if I didn't, wasn't regular with my doctor, getting my blood checked and stuff, my PSA went from 1.2, which is amazing, to 6.7 in 30 days. And you know, I have a friend of mine. I have a very good friend of mine, you know, and if I wasn't getting checked, I would have never known. And I have a very good friend of mine, the exact same cancer, uh, prostate cancer, but he didn't find out in time. And by the time he found out, mm. it was already in his urethra and his kidneys. He's been battling this for 13 years. He's a fighter, but he's probably not going to make it this year. So, man, it's not something mm. to talk about. It's not to play you need to get checked, dude. You need to get checked because it could be an easy fix or you could die from it. Yeah. Say it again. Because you don't want some dog to stick his yeah. finger up your whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh. Well, thank you, sir, uh. for those questions. Carolyn? Okay. Of course. Well, good evening, uh, Real. It's Cassie from Twitter. And my goodness, hey, what an inspiration. Oh, hi. What an inspiration you are. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Thank you. Well, um, one of my questions was about uh, you being, you trained as a sprinter for the 1984 Olympics. And obviously, your training and being an athlete has helped you through these trying times. Is that correct? You know, uh, Kathy, 100%, you know, we have, you know, and it's never too late, okay? So I don't, you know, I'm, I'm always very careful of what I say because I know how the enemy works, okay? And, um, you know, you're, some people are going to listen to what I'm about to say, and they're going to be saying, oh, well, yeah, it started for him at a young age, so it's too late for me. No, don't even, don't even accept that. It's never too late. But to answer your question, absolutely. You know, um, from a very young age, um, I had that drive and determination. You know, um, 
you know, for me, it was a couple things. You know, I grew up on the other side of the tracks. I ran barefoot till grade seven because, like, that's the truth. I ran barefoot on the tracks as a sprinter on the grass tracks. We had some grass tracks, the sprinter. Uh, we had some cinder tracks because my mom couldn't afford to buy me track shoes. And, you know, nope. all my track shoes back in the day, my mom made by hand because, you know, she didn't want me to be an outcast, but we couldn't afford those nice track suits like everybody else had. I actually still have the very first uh, track suit jacket. I don't know what happened to the pants, but I have the jacket that my mom made me. But, so, you know, I was driven, man. I was, because for me, you know, back in the day, well, I was looking at the 84 Olympics, and at that time, if you were an athlete and you went to the Olympics, you would win and you won a gold medal, that was your out, dude. That was your out from the ghetto. That was right. your out because then you'd, you'd get huge commercial campaigns and you'd make a lot of money. That's that's the way it was back then. So that was my way I was going to get out. That was the way I was going to buy my mama house. That was the way I was going to you know, you know, not have to live on the other side of the track. So I took it very, very seriously, you know, and along with my parents, you know, my dad teaching me, you know, there's no such word as T-A-N-T, my mom teaching me don't <laughs> dream, night dream big. So I had those things embedded in me from a young age through my parents, you know, letting me know, you know, my parents, you know, they were amazing in the sense, if you could imagine it. Because, so until I was, I don't remember, I want to say, I, I, yeah, I think it was 16. But from as little as I could be to 16, my mom did everything to help me uh, see my dream to make the Olympics. She took three, four jobs that she had to she did everything to make sure I could go to the track club, that I could have a coach, all of that. You know, she put everything that she had in me. And at 16, when I decided I wanted to become an actor, and I came home and basically said, I don't want to be a runner anymore. I want to be an actor. My mom, without even missing a beat, she said, what do I need to do to help you? How can I help? Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, my gosh, I spent all my life, you know, boxing my butt so you could be this, and now you're going to say, no, not even a beat. She was like, how can I help you? What do I need to help you? You know? No. A good mama, and you were blessed. Amen. Yep. Yes. Amen. Yes. You were, uh, you're from um, Vancouver, Canada? Yes, ma'am. North Vancouver, B.C. Oh, North Vancouver. I'm I'm originally from Toronto, and I have a nephew and niece. They all live in Nanaimo, um, uh, what's uh, Salt Spring Island. Do you miss Vancouver? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know what? You know, and by the way, I started my career in Toronto, um, Young Street in St. Clair. Uh, when I no, first really? moved out. Yeah, when I first moved out. Um, I don't think I shared this with you guys. I'll share it real quick, and then I'll answer your second story. So when I decided, so my first acting job was a, a movie called Harry Tracy, Last Desperado. They needed a young black kid for this 
this movie. There wasn't a lot of us. They went around to the high school. They found three of us, asked if we wanted to come audition. I said, sure. I auditioned. I got the part. Um, I wasn't black enough for that part, so they blackened me up. They brought up this, <laughs> this guy when I was in makeup. They said, hey, can you stand up? And I said, yeah. They put us back to back. He said, that, that'll work. He, he leaves. An hour later, he comes out. He was Caucasian. He comes back. He's all black now. He has an afro like me. So he was, <laughs> he was going to be my stunt, my stunt double. Um, so when, when that was over, he was like, hey, listen, because a lot of movies were coming up to Vancouver at that time. And he was like, hey, have you ever thought about being a stuntman? Because you can make a lot of money because there's a lot of movies coming up here and there's no black stuntman. And I was like, well, yeah, okay, that would be awesome. And so I became the first African-American stuntman in Canada. And then as I, I played all every bad person you could imagine, all these one-liner, two-liner parts, because I could throw punches, I could get beat up, I could get thrown through a breakaway window and all that stuff. So I got all those kind of parts. And then, um, then I decided that I wanted to take this acting more serious. I wanted to, you know, move out. And then I, somebody told me the best, easiest way to do that was to get into modeling. So I decided to, to pursue modeling. And um, I went and spent two $300. That's all you needed back then. I got a little Z card made up. And I literally mailed my resume and my Z card to every modeling agency I could find, Milan, Paris, Montreal, Toronto, like hundreds. I can't even remember, just hundreds. And I got one response out of all of them. Another another lesson, right? You know, people, they that's give all, up. Yeah, but that's all, that's all you need. That's all you need is one. Yeah. Just yeah, keep at exactly. it. And it was, yeah, exactly. And they, they, they uh, but then I got a lot of no, no, no's, right? But then I get this yeah. one. It was a lady in Toronto, Penny Noble Agency. She said, you can make a lot of money here. I literally, champions, sold all my stuff to get some money, except my waterbed. I had a waterbed back then that my cat <laughs> kept popping. And um, I was on a plane Sunday, landed in Toronto, I didn't know anybody but a friend of my mom's there. I stayed at their house for a while, um, and that's where my career started. I started modeling and then getting more and more acting roles, and then from there I moved to L.A. Um, do I miss Vancouver? You know, my my mom and dad are both passed away now, and I'm an only child, so, well, you know, there's no, there's no real reason for me to go back, you know, and I – I don't know that I really miss it. I, I, you know, I love Vancouver and I love the, you know, I, but without my mom and dad being there, I don't know, dude. Hmm. Um, I, I see that you worked on um, Police Academy three and four. And was mm-hmm. it, when when did that come about in in your career? That and was, was it fun was making them? Oh, okay. Yeah, that was when I. That was when I was in Toronto and I was doing stunts, so that was fun, you know. And that's actually where, that's actually where I met the one of the stuntmen on there was a guy named Kerry Russell, and he we became friends, 
And he basically said, hey, if you ever want to come to L.A., you can hang your hat at my house until you get up and going. Or you And I basically took him up on that, and I lived with him for five years. Well, <laughs> well, you you grabbed the opportunities and just uh, ran with them. You you've got a a one, wonderful story, and um, I commend you on what you've been through the the last the last few years. And it's mind, body, and spirit for sure. And when he, we put the ego out of the way, then and let the Lord take over, it, it does make a, a big difference. And I'm glad that you're, yeah. you're you're getting the word out. You're getting the word out. Thank you very much. Thank you. You know, you know what ego stands for? I learned this in the program. It stands for edge God out. Yep. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, I haven't heard that. Oh. I never heard it either, but it's a good acronym, right? Yes, yeah. Yes, yes. Yes, it is. And uh, we we all think that we're givers and we're we're great and we do this and we do that and uh <laughs> Uh, but givers are the ones that um, suffer the most, and then we get angry and say, "Well, I'm a good person and I'm a giver, and I do and I do." But it's we still have to get the ego out of the way. It's not all about us. And I I read somewhere um right now the uh, um, suicide is this time of the year is really hard for people. And I I read a um, an article with someone and they said it's not. Um, you know, reaching out. I can't. I can't reach out. I'm alone, and I can't reach out. But um, his his saying was reach in, and it's the ones that reach in, um, and and help. You know, a smile, a, a hug, a kind word. Uh, it's very yeah. very important. There's a lot of people struggling today. There's a, you know, there's a ton of. Um, you said a couple things. I, I just love. You know, yeah. It's it, in my word. It's absolutely not about us at all you know um but you know and yes suicide is 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 rampant but it's especially high now and i always you know if you're listening to this you're in a bad position right now guys just call 911 and get some professional help but you know um it's you know when you say that reach within you know you're absolutely 100 percent right but you know, I got it. The caveat to that, or the precursor, and that's why I said what I just did about nine one one is when we're in that, because I've been there. You know, it's it's easy for us to to, and I know we don't mean anything bad, but it's easy for us to say that when you know we're on the other side of the net, or you know I'm feeling like I am now. But man, when you're in that dark hole like that, dude, it's dude, it is chal, it's challenging dude and it's like even in the program you know one day when you're in the program traditionally you just talk about alcohol if you have drug addiction you go to a different program you don't really you're not supposed to really talk about anything about alcohol and AA there's CAA for drug addiction and different things like that but one day the person that was leading brought up depression that he was struggling that he's challenged with depression. I like to say challenged. And it kind of opened the door, and I was like, oh, I heard that, you know. And so I, when it came my turn to share, I was like, well, yeah, man, I totally can relate to you. You know, I'm challenged with the same thing. And then as it went around the room and the different people got to share, it was like several people were like, dude, 
just put your big boy panties on, suck it up, get over it. And I was like, you know, I got really offended and really pissed off, uh, you know, at the meeting. I got over it because that's what you do in the program. But, you know, a lot of people, right. you know, it, that don't understand it. And so you can't right. be mad at them because what they know, don't know, they don't know. But, dude, it's not like having a bad day or being sad or, you know, even being depressed. Dude, when you're challenged with depression, bipolar, you know, um, panic attacks as a sickness, dude, you can't just turn that on and off. <laughs> no. <laughs> you just don't want to switch it off, you know. Well, well, you're uh, you're reaching you're reaching out to a lot of people and not being, uh, you know, um, being afraid and being ashamed and embarrassed and whatever. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. And I always tell everyone, just remember, you're not alone. Everyone is is carrying a burden. It's it's just you know you gotta you gotta reach out, help whatever you can, and and accept what what you know. Okay, get your big panties on. No, it's not that easy. You know, it's just not that easy. Comfort, just well, comfort uh, in any way you can. Yes. And, uh, well, we live in a world, I love what you just said, because not just depression, um, the big thing right now, the number one thing that people struggle with is anxiety, stress, okay? And then that leads into other things. But, you know, it's probably nine out of 10 people, it's probably that high that, you know, we're all showing up. Like, look at me. Life is amazing. I'm great. No, I got yeah, a right. square foot house. <laughs> I got two beamers. But behind closed doors, they're all, we're all self-medicating, whether it be alcohol or sleeping pills or pills to, to be regular or pills for pain or you know, <laughs> it's like, it's it's insane. It's an epidemic. Yeah. Shopping, eating, everyone's wearing a mask. Yep. I was talking to yep. uh, a multimillionaire the other day, and I just, uh, I don't know, he'd had a little bit too much to drink it. I just, I said, oh, you look like you've got the world by the tail. He said, oh, no, I don't. And I said, okay, well, just keep talking. <laughs> by the yep. end of the conversation, yep. it was, uh, I said, no, you're, you're not alone. Every, you know, it doesn't matter if it's the... Um, the garbage, the garbage man, or it's the multimillionaire. We're we're all dealing with something. So, and your um, your your spirit is helping. You're you've got a lot of power there. And thank you very much for sharing your story. Thank you, mm-hmm. Anthony. Well, real, real, real. Let me say first and foremost, welcome back, not only to General Hospital but to Take Your Radio. I remember after our interview the last time, we uh, we all pretty much agreed it was a matter of time before we saw you back on screen, and we were all hoping it would be as Detective Taggart. So it's a great full circle kind of moment, both for our show and for our show in general. Um, so, you know, you pretty darn candid. The last interview, guys, go back and, uh, and listen to it because that was church. Um, you really Hello. spoke about a lot of things, and... Um, I, I want to ask you some some personal reality questions, if you don't mind. Um, there's a there's another person, a former member of of GH of the family, who's struggling, really struggling out there, and some of the uh, some of the struggles become really public, and you've been really candid. 
both here with us and, and online with, with what you've been through, if you could sit down with him or anybody out there who's struggling right now and, uh, you know, needs that one thing to push them to go get help, to go to the program or to find their higher power, but we'll use him for, for sake of, of easiness, what would you say? What, what from your personal experience would you share to bring somebody, to help bring somebody to the light? Oh man, that's a great question, and I know exactly who you're talking about, and it breaks my heart. Um, you know, breaks all our uh, hearts. Yeah, um, you know, the first thing that I would do is, you know, just listen, I'd be there, you know, let them know they're not alone. But I would, you know, you know, it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough one, Anthony, because what we learn in the program. And it's really unfortunate, okay? You you can't help anybody unless they're ready to be helped in the timing. And it's it's very struggle. It's very challenging for me. It's very tough, but it's the truth, dude. You know, until until I was ready, you know, I there was nothing you could have said to me, man. It was like, you know, I I went into. Uh, Re, uh, a program like 18 years ago and I walked into that, that same kind of scenario and I was like dude who are these idiots dude I don't dude I'm, I'm better than that I'm not like them dude I don't need how can they help me you know and I went back out into the world for 18 years and destroyed myself and treat, I mean most people listening to this find that hard to believe because they only saw the rail that was showing up like everything was great they didn't see the rail that was going behind closed doors and, and doing, you know, what I was doing. I mean, when you're in that world and you're doing that, oh, my gosh, you're very good at, uh, you know, leading that double life. And, unfortunately, sometimes we don't make it, dude. When you're in the program, you see a lot of people – A lot. I've seen more deaths in the last year than I've ever seen in my life. And, you know, what it really takes – Anthony is for people to really to hit rock bottom. So all I could say to to this person is you're not alone. I'm here for you. Let, I'd love you to come to a meeting with me. Let's go to a meeting. Um, you know, um, if they're suicidal and stuff, maybe put them in a fifty-one fifty. But you know, I've seen it the past year, man. It's, it's it's a really challenging, tough thing. You know, like even you know, you know. Let me ex- answer you the question this way. You know, I'm just going to be real vulnerable and honest right now, because I know what I know now. You know, we've had some challenges with my own kids, and you know, I know that there's nothing I can do. You can't lock somebody up. You can't ground them. You can't take everything away because if that's something they're going to decide to do, they're going to do it anyway. But I I can have a conversation, and I had a conversation like this, is I love you. It will break my heart. Um, share my experiences with them. Let them know that we all end up at the same place. 
But if you keep going in the direction you're going, and you're gonna, it either happens right away for some people, or some people, you know, it doesn't happen right away. I was one of those. Oh, I got this. I'm not, I'm not addicted to this. I'm not, you know, I can stop anytime, and I was able to for quite a long time. But then all of a sudden, boom, you're deep in it. You don't know how you got there, and you can't get out. And and I said to my kids, I said, if you cross that line, I can't help you. It's going to break my heart, but I can't help you, dude. It's, you, it's going to be on your own timing. I'm not going to be that parent who's going to mortgage my house and spend all my money to save you and put you in all that because I know that doesn't work. It's, it's so that's kind of, you know, it, it's a tough one, Anthony. It really, really is, but I know. That's the real truth, dude. That's the real honest to God truth. And it sucks when we, it sucks for anybody, but certainly when we know somebody that we love and care about and know that you, you, you basically, nothing you can do. I'm sure what you just said enlightened a lot of people out there who are struggling with what to do with people in their lives. How can I help? And sometimes it's exactly that. All I can say is, mm-hmm. I'll be there for you when you're ready for help. But you got to do you. A hundred percent. And the other side, the other side of the coin, Anthony, you just made me think of it is, and this is worse. You know, you see it on the six hundred pound, you know, whatever. You see it on, you know, it's the people that are in their lives that um, mm-hmm. that. That that yeah. what's the word I'm looking for? They they enable out of love. They they love them so much that they that you know what I mean. It's like you know, well, how did that person get the alcohol? Well, I went to the store right. to buy it for them because yeah. if I didn't buy it for them, they would have taken the car. And but no, 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 dude, <laughs> no, 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 no. That's yeah. even that's even worse, dude. Just give them a loaded gun. Why don't you just give them a gun? And just take them out of their misery sooner, because I know I know where they're coming from, where they think they don't. But dude, you'd be better off just to walk away. Don't don't give don't don't. I forget the word I'm looking for, but you know what I'm trying to say. Right. Enable. Yeah. Enable. Enable them. Uh-huh. Don't enable them. Yes. Thank you. Well, and that's other really question hard. for you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is. I spent Sunday at um, a glorious, it's called the Cathedral of St. John the Divine here in New York City, and um, I I didn't even realize what the sermon was going to be, how the homily was about um, Martin Luther King and his mission and his message. And um, one thing that struck me, the the female pastor who had, um, when she was a young girl, who had marched with him, um, one thing that the, the note of her message was you can't pay lip service. You have to be in the fray. And she compared her life then to her life now and the country then to the country now and how so many people are feeling as though things, nothing's really changed. But her message was glorious, and it was of hope and how much really has changed. But the central message was, you know, you can't pay lip service. You have to be in the fray. And I'm, I'm curious to know, in your experience, the business, life itself, how have things changed? And when you've been in the fray, what are you getting and where do you see it going? 
No, I, I just want to answer the question the best. I just want to, because I think I know, what, what what is the framing? What is the framing? Like, I just want to, what do you mean by that, Anthony? She means that you can, you, you know, you can reproduce his, his words. You can say them, and you can pay lip service. Oh, I believe this, and I believe that. But if you're not living it, if you're not acting it, if you're not, partic- uh, you know, actively participating in it, then that's all it is. It's lip service. You're not in, you know, you're gotcha. not in the struggle. You're not in the praise. Got you. Okay. Yeah, 100%. Well, you've all seen me wearing my shirt, Do You Want It? And um, mm-hmm. that that was inspired many, many, many years ago. But do you want it or are you just talking about it? You're just running your mouth or do you want it, you know? Um, you know, and, and it's the same thing, like, you know, you, you got to walk the walk. You got to be who you say you are. You know, you just, you know, that's character. That's integrity. You know, that's humility. That's, that's love. That's all of the, that, which happens to be all the guiding principles of, of my new company that, you know, I partnered with Amari and in, in, in the mental health revolution. It's probably one of the reasons that, you know, because of the guiding principles, but, you know, absolutely, dude, I'm a, you know, I totally can connect with that. You know, one of my favorite things I talk about all the time now is, you know, you need to get up, you need to stand up, you need to speak up, you need to show up, and you need to take action. You know, it's like these people, it's like, come on, dude. I mean, how many, you know, it's like daily, all day long, if you want, you could watch all kind of, you know, newscasts, videos, you know, of of people getting bullied and people getting beat up and and all this. And what people don't get, dude, it's, it's amazing to me. You're watching this on TV. You're watching this on YouTube, and you're going, "Oh my God, how can we?" But somebody's filming that, dude. Somebody's yeah, filming uh-huh. that, yeah. and they're not doing anything about it. They're just filming. You don't get it, dude. People like they just they just like you know, just like you said, they want to like, oh, that's terrible. You shouldn't be doing that. But you're part of it because you know, especially if you're there, you're that crowd. You're you're filming it. You're watching it. How about stepping in and standing up and, and speaking up? Yeah. And, and you know, you know, it's like yeah. it's insane to me, dude. And it, that's kind of what she's talking about. It's like, you know, and you know, the the Martin Luther King. I just did a Facebook live on this the other day. I think it was on his Martin Luther King day. Martin Luther King was the epitome of what she was talking about, and she marvelled because. You know, here's the thing. I don't know if you know this or not. A lot of people don't know this. Um, one of the things we shall overcome, if you listen to we shall overcome, and you listen to the words, people don't listen to the words. If you listen to we shall overcome, he say, some of us may have to be physically harmed. He's preaching. Uh-huh. He's saying some of us may have to give up our lives. Okay? He so imagine Martin Luther King was so committed to being who he said he was, to walking the walk. Do, do you people don't get it, dude? Every time he kissed his wife goodbye and his babies goodbye, he knew that could be the last time that he would see them. And, yep. and he still Absolutely. went out and did what he did, you know. And and the the other side of that coin, a lot of people don't know this. The speech, I have a dream. I may not get there with you where he got where he got uh where he got assassinated thirty five or forty minutes later. 
That was not his speech. He he had a completely different speech written, and the day before or the morning of, I forget what it was, he had a vision. He had a vision that he was going to be killed. And when he got up on that podium and, and he started the speech, all of his crew that had the written speech were like, what, 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 what is it? What is, what's he saying? Where, where is he going? That was, mm-hmm. that was from the heart and in the moment. And then he went and got assassinated. That was not written. That's not what he was supposed to say. Well, it was supposed. To, it was what he was supposed to say because he was. But you know what I'm saying? That's not what yeah, yeah. he right. wrote down, and that's not what he was yeah. supposed to deliver. So yeah, mm. don't get me fired well, up now. Nah, after our last interview, <laughs> and I did see. I saw your live posting, so that's why I wanted to ask tonight. Uh, what I asked, and thank you for answering honestly and from the heart. And now back to your girl Candy. So here's the thing You know we've been talking And I was thinking about our last interview And You know talking to you You've overcome so much In your life And right now You know as we like right now This is to me I'm like you know This is a conversation between friends We're all friends Mm -hmm. we're all you know we're walking the same path You know it may be a little different But we're walking that same path we want to be positive. And I was thinking, and Anthony, you know, asked this question, you know, that there's somebody or some people that are out there right now. And it's like, oh, okay, they're just talking. Okay, he's on a soap opera. They're doing a podcast, you know. Like, how 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 can those words hit me? You know, I'm I'm a nobody. And, you know, you have people like that out there, you know, who feels unworthy. I guess that's the word. It's unworthy. And they're saying, well, I've done everything. I've done all that I could do. You know, I, I've done, you know, got this job. I paid these bills off. I provided, and I still don't get nothing in return. And then you have people who are like, yeah, I did everything I was supposed to do. And look <laughs> where I'm at now, but you're not happy. So I want to know from you, what message, what advice, what anything can you give to our listeners who are feeling like, okay, the, the grass is greener on the other side, but no, not really. It's not. You see what I'm saying? Gone like, girl. How, like, Gone girl. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like I'm in <laughs> church right now. Amen. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. What, mm-hmm. like what, what can you share? Because you're a man of positivity. And, you know, yep. in this world right now, see, I'm about to go in church mode. Here we go. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, in this yep. world right now, especially around this time, we need positivity. We need strong role models for this yes, generation that has gone through it, has been through it, you know, and is 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 standing. There, you're still standing. Like, do you re- like? I just want to say, do you realize how? I mean, I, I think we're all blessed yeah. to be here. Yes. Yeah. And for you, like I said, for you, like you're you're the epitome of positivity and strength right now. And I don't know if you know that or not. I'm just telling you. See, this is where we're going to get church at. So where? So yeah. what? What would yep. you tell our our young listeners? Because we have young listeners. How yeah. how how to overcome? How to get from there to here without falling in? You know what I'm saying? Like instead yeah. of giving into the darkness. 
how do you get to that light? Amen. See, I yeah. like or if you do fall yeah, into the no, darkness, no, no. how do you fall back into the light? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I like that. Um, you know, here's the thing. The first, the, the number one thing that comes to my mind is uh, gratitude. You know, no, um, thank it's you. something that. Thank you, thank you. So, Amen. Yeah, it's something that I live in complete gratitude now. You know, I, I got that from my program. And, you know, I mean, it's like I talk about this in group all the time. It's like when you're in group, dude, and, I mean, everybody's in, we're, we're grateful. We're in gratitude. And then when you come out into the real world, it's, it's crazy. But I used to be like that, even as positive as I was. Because I didn't, I, I didn't live in gratitude. I wasn't grateful. But when you come out into the real world, you see people, they just, they're just like, they get, like, they get crazy about the stupidest things. Like, you know, oh, my God, dude, I just spilled some chocolate on my shirt. Ah, ah, ah. I'm like, I'm like, what? Dude, at least you got a shirt to spill it on, dude. At least you can have money to buy a chocolate drink. You know, and that's just a different mindset. But and it, my 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 first message: if you could just start living in it, even when I was really really depressed and in a dark place, I was working with a coach at the time, and he said to me, he said, Rhett, you know, I, I was really going, I was spiraling down, dude, and I was really really depressed, and and you know, as best as I could, I mean, it just is, you know, because I am, I am an expert at. I'm going to say that I am an expert at a split second. I will turn a negative into a positive. I will turn the empty glass into a full glass like that. Like uh, that's right. You know, I I just do that. Okay. But even then I was having a real tough time at that point in my life. And he said to me, he said, well, he said, just sit in your house, just sit in your room and just go around your room. Not the big things, the little things. And just say, I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for that. And that's before I learned what gratitude really was. But that actually worked, you know. And it's just about, dude, if you start walking in gratitude, come on, dude. I mean, from the, it's just, I think we talked about this last time. But this, it used to make me crazy. But now I, I just pray for them because I know it's not a good place to be. But you know me. I'm a morning person, dude. I'm up at 3.30. I, I, I see people at 4 in the morning, and I'm just happy to talk to everybody. Like, hey, how you doing? Hey, morning. And, dude, oh, my God, I'm having a bad day. What the? It's it's 3.45 in the morning. You're having a bad day? I mean, where are you going to go from there, dude? I mean, you, you haven't, you're on your way to the gym, and you're like, how about the fact that you opened your eyes and you looked around and you went, oh, I get another day on earth. Isn't that something to be grateful for? You know, I mean, it's just gratitude, man. I would say the number one thing, you need to stop thinking, you need to stop looking at what you don't have and what you do and, and start looking at what you do have. You know, and I get it. Dude, I get it, dude. I've been in places where you were going to the dollar store, buying hot dogs at the dollar store, cutting them into pieces of five, you know, to feed my family because we didn't, we didn't have money. I get it. Please. Please. Don't. I, I'm not, I'm not judging. And, and I can talk this because I've been there, dude. I've been there where as a kid I ate nothing but Kraft macaroni and cheese and fried Spam. 
which is now a de- delicacy, by the way. It's expensive. Yeah. But back in the, but yeah, back in the day, back in the day, cup of noodles. Yeah, yeah. So, but you know, how about you know? It's like I mean, the other day, you know, what I love about my company, they said, "Hey, when you leave here tonight." Because our one of our guiding principles is service. They said, "Go, go do something of service. Do something, make a difference." And and people went out. They did a lot of things. They did a lot of great things. But what hit my heart was when I was driving to that event. I drove down the five freeway. I live in Valencia, California, which is Magic Mountain, and the the event was in Newport. I don't come out of the bubble too much because I just don't like traffic. We call it the bubble up here. So I was out of the bubble. I'm driving 90 minutes down the five freeway, basically. And the homeless people are building literally their own communities all the way down. I, I was like, I was like, whoa. I was like just blown away, dude. It was like these houses built, and the tents, everything. So what was put on my heart was, you know, I'm just going to go get some food and buy some stuff, and, and I'm just going to go talk to these people or whatever. Just say hi. And you know what? Here's these people living in boxes or tents or, or whatever, and they're grateful, man. They're, they're, you know, they like if you took the time to talk to them, they're not complaining. They're not, you know, I mean, it's like just gratitude. I, I think for me, Gratitude. Just be grateful, dude. It's just like we live in a world now where people want everything now. They 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 don't want to work for it anymore. I mean, the this this you are youth. Just keep it real. You might not like to hear it, but you're entitled. You live in entitlement. You know you don't understand what hard work is. You know, and you just need to get a reality check, man, and be grateful. With the things that you do have and not the things that you don't. And don't fall into those traps of trying to live up to the Joneses. And live. Let, let me tell you something. I'm talking to my young champions right now. And you ain't going to hear me just like I didn't hear my mom and dad until you get older. But all of those people that you're fighting for right now, all of those people that you're disrespecting your parents for, and you're, all of that are not going to be in your life when you're older. I'm just telling you that right now. All the all the all the all the ones that are the stars of the football team and the head cheerleader and and the the, the prom queen and all of that that everybody wants to be like them and they're the ones that are bullying everybody else. Trust me, they're going to be working at a gas station when you're their age, and you're going to be the one who's going to be a CEO of the company. So all of you people that are bullied and stuff like that know you are champions. And the ones that are bullying them, you're champions too, but hopefully you'll stop and figure it out. I'm, you know, that's, don't get me going. I'm just going to say that. But, <laughs> and, so that's what I'd say, gratitude. And stop bullying yeah. people. And Amen. Your side, you know. Amen. Yeah. Amen. We know oh. you're grateful. We know you're grateful to God, but what are your other top five great, what else, what are your top five I'm grateful for? Oh, yeah, that's a great one. Um, I'm grateful for my wife. Wow. Amen. Yeah, I have the most amazing wife. You know, I'm so grateful 
for, you know, her. I'm extremely grateful. I, I don't like to use the F-A-N word. I call them champions. I'm grateful for my champions that support me. Yep. Um, you Amen. Know, I mean, that doesn't go unnoticed at all by me, you know. I'm, you know, I'm grateful for my parents, even though they're not here, you know, but um, everything they've done for me. Um, you know, I'm grateful for the pioneers, you know, Martin Luther King, um, you know, um, President Lincoln, you know, um, the, 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 the pioneers in my new company that I'm with. I'm, I'm grateful for all pioneers. That, that have pioneered the way for us so that those of us that have come behind and get passionate about different things that, you know, I mean, you know, um, I'm grateful for my health. I'm grateful for my friends. I'm grateful for my dog, Diamond. She's the best. But, you know, and when I think about, like, my son said this to me several years ago. When I say I'm grateful for the pioneers, now we talk, it's Martin Luther King month, so I'm just going to talk about him at another time. But there's lots of pioneers like that, okay? But my son came home, it was about seven years ago, and he came home from school. It was Martin Luther King month, and so they were doing Martin Luther King projects at school and different things. And he came home and he said, Dad, he said, that Martin Luther King guy, he was a really cool guy. He was really great. And I looked at him and I said, yes, yes, he is. And yes, he was. Son, why do you say that? And here's what he said to me. He said, if it wasn't for Martin Luther King, we wouldn't be born because you and mom probably would have never met. <laughs> and I was like, wow. wow. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. Well, yeah. real, I have to say, we have really enjoyed your discussion today, and I hope we didn't um, uh, keep you too long. We we enjoyed having you, and we would like to have you back <laughs> soon again. Yeah, absolutely. I love you guys, and and I really you 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 guys. I do a lot of interviews and stuff. But I just keep it real, dude. When I get together with you guys, that I, I enjoy these the most. I mean, there's, we get into some great conversations, and, you know, I appreciate you, so I'll be happy to come back anytime. I just ask everybody, you know, follow me on um, Instagram at Rail Andrews so you can stay up on the, the dirt and stuff like that. And, you know, in terms of the mental health wellness, I've created a, a page. It's www.joincoachrail.com. And you can go there. Um, I got a mental wellness um, assessment you can take, some great tools in there. You can, you know, book a call with me in there and all kind of stuff. So um, I love you guys, and I'll believe in you too. Believe in yourself and make the rest of the day the best of the day. God bless. God bless you. Thank you for coming. And we have to say good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. night. See you in two weeks. Good night. Get connected with Take Two Radio on Facebook or Twitter at Take Two Radio. For email updates on future shows, follow at Blog Talk Radio.
For previous episodes, upcoming guests, and more, visit Take2Radio.com.